Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. And I'm Seth. And we're uh, going to have an interesting discussion today, I think. We're going to be talking about conspiracy theories. Um, but before we do that, we wanted to touch on a bit of news that happened this week, a little bit of uh, very sad news. And I'll let uh, Seth uh, take it away on that. Yeah, unfortunately, like yesterday, everyone was, last night, we were all just really shocked when we heard that uh, Chadwick Boseman died from colon cancer that he's been fighting for four years. And that's just took me out of, hit me out of left field. It was unexpected and tragic. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know that he was suffering from cancer at all. I no, I, I don't think anyone really did. Right. Which made it he even diagnosed more in shocking. 20, 2016, so he made it four years. But he he was diagnosed at stage three. So. Yeah, but I mean, he would have been yeah. he would have been doing Infinity War and Endgame while yeah. going to going probably treatment. even Black Panther. Like, mm-hmm. now, that's just shocking, and our sympathies definitely go out to his friends and family, and just like everyone who. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, I mean, aside from Black Panther, he had a lot of major roles that he was just um, well known for. And um, they were covering a lot of that in the news the other day. It was just amazing the breadth of roles that he had played mm-hmm. and how um, how well he had done those different roles. So it's really a tragic loss, I think, to Hollywood and and to the um, the fan community as well. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we'll probably talk more about that maybe next week. Uh, we'll have... Uh, Chris, um, Kata back with us. Uh, yeah, he, I know he'll definitely want to talk some more about this. He's mm-hmm. fighting some um, internet weirdness today with CenturyLink. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's uh, let's get on to our uh, discussion today about conspiracy theories, and um, <clears throat> I think we um, back to brighter news. Let's talk about. Uh, Child trafficking and uh, cannibalism. Right. That will lead to immortality. Child right. trafficking. Pizza. You got, you, there's pizza there, too. You got to remember. <clears throat> All, any good conspiracy theory ought to have pizza in it. It should. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how else is it going to hold my attention? Yeah. So I, I thought maybe the best way to start here is um, there's an, actually a site online that has a list of 10... Um, ways that you can tell whether something is a conspiracy theory or if it is a theory that is more grounded in reality. So the first one is um, if uh, proof of the conspiracy theory supposedly emerges from a pattern of connecting the dots between events that need not be causally connected, 
Um, when no evidence supports these connections except the allegation of the conspiracy, or when the evidence fits equally well to other ca uh, causal connections or to randomness, the conspiracy theory is likely to be false. Uh, number two, the agents behind the pattern of the conspiracy would need nearly superhuman power to pull it off. Uh, number three, the conspiracy is complex and its successful completion demands a large number of elements. Think of the, the uh, moon landing hoax. How many people were involved in that? Um, does the game sound like, or does the conspiracy sound like a game of mousetrap? You're right. Uh, number four, similarly, the conspiracy involves large numbers of people who would all need to keep silent about their secrets. The more people involved, the less realistic it becomes. And in, in the case of like QAnon, it's, it's the, uh, the elites of uh, the political world, uh, the media, and Hollywood. How many people everyone, would that also, encompass? Also, everyone who supports the entire network of child distribution and right. whatever mm -hmm. whatever complete uh baby corpse disposition supports the elite baby corpse disposal. yeah nice be, have to be a whole well, I mean, industry that's where the cannibalism that. comes in doesn't it well yeah but you still have bones and things left skulls <laughs> you still have things unless they're yeah. grinding those up to use in like um aphrodisiac pills or something oh my god well, that, I, I that, mean, that might be there might be a market yeah, for that i, mean, I suppose but, it's the secrecy thing that gets me on a lot of these. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the flat earth conspiracy. It's just like how many people have to keep that secret and how bad people are at keeping secrets. Secrets, right. Like we're not hearing from, with the flat earth, you're not hearing from dozens and dozens of people who are finally breaking the silence about how the earth is flat. <laughs> flat. You're hearing about people who just don't understand how like really big objects work although just <laughs> one let me let me let me throw an exception in maybe yeah um and i won't say this, uh, i used to answer phones for some law offices and such and one of the defense attorneys there would uh would say that um if you had an organization let's say like the police in that in that little community anyway mm -hmm. um the first thing they're going to want to do is, when you join is corrupt you so that you will stay silent about all the crimes. Right. Well, so and, the, and in that case, right, they've got, they've got some incentive there because if you yeah. don't go along, then your fellow officers may not have your back in a critical situation where right. your life is at risk. Oh, let's, right. let's go back to reading the list. Yeah, so sorry. Get that done. Uh, what was the name? What well, was, was Charles? That? Charles, did you have a point on the list that you were going to? Oh make? no, I just, I just like to throw in an exception to that one. All right, all right. But now, uh, what was the name of that list, Bill? This is um, so it's on the site. Hold on, I just lost it. It's on uh, Scientific American's website, and it's called the Conspiracy Theory Detector. So if you do a search for a conspiracy theory detector. Um, and look for the uh, Scientific American site. Or uh, find since it. we're in the age of the internet, you can just send me the link after the podcast and I'll put it in the podcast description and it'll be right down. Right. Um, okay, so number five, the conspiracy theory encompasses a grand ambition that's, uh, for world domination. 
if uh, the theory suggests that world domination is part of it, then the theory is even less likely to be true. Um, number six, the conspiracy theory ratchets up from small events that might be true to much larger, much less probable events. Number seven, the conspiracy theory assigns portentous, sinister meanings to what are most likely innocuous, insignificant events. Number eight, the theory tends to commingle facts and speculations without distinguishing between the two and without assigning degrees of probability or factuality. Thank you, Linda, for posting that. This is what I'm reading. And number nine, the theory is indiscriminately suspicious of all government agencies or private groups, which suggests an inability to nuance differences between true and false conspiracies. And finally, number 10, the conspiracy theorist refuses to consider alternative explanations, rejecting all disconfirming evidence and blatantly seeking only confirmatory evidence to support what he or she has a priori determined to be the truth. I mean, I don't feel like that one's fair, Bill. That's just assuming that I don't know everything. Well, that's literally right. a confirmation bias where you look for information that supports what you want while ignoring other probably better information that doesn't. So, yeah. Well, right. And where, you know, um, how would the Dunning-Kruger effect play into this? Because I think it does, right? So yeah. for I the mean, listeners, Dunning-Kruger yeah, Dunning plays into almost everything. Right. right. So for the uh, listeners that may not be familiar now? with that theory, Dunning-Kruger is, is a theory that's, that um, seems to be fairly well accepted um, in that um, the less people tend to know about a subject, the more expert they believe they are in it. So um, well, as you get more that? educated and you learn about all the complexities involved in something, whether it's the launch of a spacecraft or computer programming or, or whatever, um, you tend to realize that there's more information there that, um, uh, that you may not know. And so you tend to um, have all of your opinions have a greater degree of doubt. Um, whereas if you don't know a lot about something, uh, you think you may know it all and exactly. your feeling of, uh, superiority and, and confidence in your own opinion is greatly exaggerated. So what's the name of that? That's the Dunning-Kruger Dunning -Kruger effect. It sounds like something that applies to scientific constructs where like you see like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or Michio Kaku come on and describe something using like analogies. Yeah. And people think they understand it. Mm -hmm. but they really don't. Cause I mean, he, it, the simplistic explanations they give, it seems so easy, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of really weird math usually behind all these things. You don't really understand all the variables and nuances. So right. I, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I think well, there's, it's that I think is funny is there's, I, I, uh, I heard a thing a while back, but it was uh, nice. people that watch YouTube videos on how to fix things. There's a little bit of an addiction out there, I guess, for some people. So they'll think they know they think they know everything because they've watched that YouTube video, right? And they've never actually tried to do any of it, which is right. a different story, yeah. right? Or if you know, you know, if maybe you've uh, have experience um, cutting lumber, and you suddenly think you're an expert in home construction, 
you know, it's, it's uh, things like that. So uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect was actually coined in 1999 by uh, Cornell psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger. I like that. Um, so the eponymous Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias whereby people who are incompetent at something are unable to recognize their own incompetence in that area. And not only do they fail to recognize their incompetence, they're also likely to feel confident that they are actually, that they actually are competent. So, so all right. like that would definitely play into something like the flat earth theory or right. flat earth uh, yeah. conspiracy theory where someone has a camera and they learn a little bit about how, so, how that camera works and they think that they're experts in it. So they go out and they take a picture of the ocean mm -hmm. and they don't see the curve they're expecting to see. Right. Even though they think they, they've been told or they think they should be able to see a curve. Right. Right. Or, or, the, or the idea that they understand the optics of, of lenses well enough to think that the idea airlines actually make windows that produce the curve of the earth rather oh. than showing you the curve of the earth which is another that's another that is a true conspiracy theory it's yeah. a, a flat earthers think because the first thing i say to flat earthers is you know airplanes go to thirty thousand feet right when you look out the window you can see the earth which i have many times i'm sure all of you have mm -hmm. but it's like no it's a lie it's a lie because the airlines intentionally put a curve into the glass but then how come you don't see that curve distorting things when you're when you wouldn't see the curve of the earth right when you're on the ground and you look out you don't see everything curved right damn you and your logic <laughs> damn you <laughs> well, none well of that. And, and if the earth really were flat when the sun comes up why wouldn't every part of the earth have sun have daylight at the same time why is some part of the earth in darkness while the other parts in daylight? Then that's then that's the point where they come and burn you alive for being a witch because they're <laughs> they're not smart. Right. So uh, I guess we should Don't let our audience know that what what kind of led us into this whole discussion on conspiracy theories today was the publication of an article in uh, Salon magazine um, on August twenty third about the deep twisted roots of QAnon um, that lead back to 1940s science fiction and even 19th century um, anti-Masonic uh, conspiracy theories. And uh, so there was a, a large article on that and that uh, kind of uh, led we'll us- be linking in the notes. Right, which kind of led us into um, looking into not only the QAnon conspiracy theory, um, but other conspiracy theories and what all is out there uh, today. And um, I know John has a lot of experience with UFOlogy. He's a UFO investigator, right? For yep. uh, what's the what's the local group? I can't think. Well, it's 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 international. Uf it's MUFON UFO Network. Yep, MUFON. Right. And so you approach it from a scientific perspective where you're trying to make sure that science is used to examine these reports versus, you know, just people creating links to stuff that maybe isn't linked, right? Yes. And it, it, no one's happy when you try to apply science to this because they want to believe. 
Right. They do. It's, 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 it's a belief system. If you ever go to a MUFON meeting, you'll see a lot of resemblances to church. Mm-hmm. You really will. Mm-hmm. Because literally, yeah, they're, they're delving into the mythology and they're reinforcing it amongst the members. It's very church-like, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, well, they claim to be scientific, but science often it's like makes them mad. Right. Well, and that's the same thing that um, I've been learning from this whole QAnon thing is that one of the things that they believe in is this great awakening that's supposed to happen where everybody is supposed to suddenly come to the realization that all of this stuff that QAnon's been putting out is actually true and that all of these um, demonic, uh, demon-worshipping baby eaters are going to be exposed, right? Well, yeah, let's... Uh, let's talk about what QAnon actually is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back in uh, 2017, uh, someone named Q, or just named Q, basically started uh, posting uh, posting on 4chan, a site widely renowned for its trustworthiness and... Uh, factual research and i think we need to put a little disclaimer in there that this cue is not the same cue that many of our listeners will be familiar with from star trek (laughs) no no let's let's just make that part of a theory (laughs) yeah right actually yeah and then we could trace how far it goes and would get a really nice comparison about information transfer but But for for anyone who doesn't know, uh, 4chan is a messaging board that's been around on the internet for God knows how long. It's a haven to, uh, for, uh, for it is the eponymous uh, hive of scum and villainy of the internet. Scum like, and villainy. I don't know if anything good has ever come out of 4chan. It's which why, which why I was surprised to hear that they, someone actually invented 8chan, which is actually worse. Yeah, yeah, basically they had yeah. So basically there was a group of people on 4chan who were so bad and toxic that they got kicked off of 4chan. Oh god. And they made 8chan. What do you got to do to get kicked out of 4chan? I have no idea. But uh 4chan has birthed a lot of the most toxic movements we've seen on the internet. It's a go-to place for uh white supremacists and it's just i would i've been on the internet since there was an internet and i would wouldn't go there on a bet now 8chan nothing there 8chan actually went offline um uh let's see when was this 8chan went offline is there a date on this? Uh, and no, yeah. So last year in 2019, 8chan went offline in August of 2019 after a mass shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. An hour before the alleged shooter killed 22 people, he apparently posted a racist anti-immigrant screed on 8chan and wrote, "Do your part and spread this information." Well, um, so 8chan uh, went offline. And it's actually been um, rebirthed as 8CUN, K-U-N. And I'm trying to figure out what that is. I'm sure I'll find it here. But anyway, uh, oh, 8chan and the new 8CUN look identical, but they're not. 8CUN is currently only reliably accessible on the dark web, meaning that to reach it, you need software like Tor. um, The Onion Browser. 
right, which allows users to browse the web anonymously and reached and reach unindexed websites. Um, so anyway, it's uh, it's an extra step that makes 8Con harder to find and likely to have fewer visitors than its predecessor, which had millions of users. So it's so, going to be kind of now like a little pocket of stupid evil that just perpetuates with itself? Right. Yeah. So uh, for an example, uh, if anyone remembers the whole Gamergate uh, fiasco, yeah, uh, that was one of the things that originated on 4chan and was just basically a bunch of trolls who figure, who were playing a game almost to see what they could rile up and do. And they just kept it going. And they've kept it going. And like just like with this QAnon thing, there were people who like they they shit post and they shit post until people take things seriously or some people like take it seriously and make it part of their politics. Well and I think with the COVID uh, 19 and everybody being stuck inside and stuck at home, you're going to see a lot more people on the internet looking for things. They're bored. So then they come across stuff like this and it just fuels the flames. Well, yeah, the thing with 4chan though is that it, they, they like organize their in 4chan. They organize <laughs> their little operation things and then they go out on Twitter, uh, create fake accounts and, and they, they will like, they go to a lot of work to make these look like real things. And so oh. like QAnon started there with uh, this, uh, an anonymous poster named Q, who, uh, and I'm going to get some of these details wrong because I just don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> because right. it's crazy. And I don't have time to devote to that. But basically a, an anonymous poster Q who was claiming to have uh, to have I think he was claiming to have Q level access to the government was like coming clean and uh, or revealing details and around yeah and we've like talked about uh, some of the details here and like there's a secret cabal of deep state government uh, officials and wor a worldwide conspiracy of trafficking children to con for various uh, cannibalistic and sexual purposes to always got to have their, the sex in there well, it's their, actually oh, in this yeah, particular I mean, case it, you can't have q without pedophilia it's yeah. just wow right and it's all about their demonic rituals and the one person who's saving us and fighting against this evil conspiracy is Donald Trump. And <laughs> every that picture again, Linda. Which one? <laughs> the one you just showed. Uh, it's already gone. And, and, I can give you another yeah, one. And every every defeat that Donald Trump has suffered has actually been a secret victory. No, not that one. That's, I don't have the other one anymore. <clears throat> but I mean, there's a lot of young people in this movement. Kind of scary. Well, they're the they're the byproducts of a destroyed education system. They don't know any better. <laughs> right. They really don't. They sure look like they they. Ah, these people. <laughs> yeah. So. So sure. QAnon is is huge now, and and its impact on the election 
is could be huge as well, right? Um, and of course, Trump is refusing to distance himself from the whole QAnon theory, um, actually supporting um, people that have been that have won yes. their primaries um, that are um, subscribers to the QAnon theories. Um, so that so I think that's very concerning. So that we have a case where, in many cases, these conspiracy theories don't have a political impact in everyday life. You know, these flat earthers, the, um, they're never going to have a major political impact. Um, well, I mean, you would think the same thing about this, though. There you go, John. Like, yeah, I mean, look how, look how they really think they know something. Right. They really think they're onto something. And that just, just breaks my heart because they are so ignorant. Uh, like, like uh, remember, the, remember the rule about... Uh, uh, who? Yeah. So after you're done sharing this, I've got an image to share as well. Go ahead. Uh, remember the rule about a like the more complex the theory is, mm -hmm. the less likely it is to be true. Oh, do you have yeah. that flow chart? Here's the flow chart. Of nice. Whoa. <laughs> <And> in, <laughs> if you zoom in, it's every single bad thing that you've ever you know, every weird ass conspiracy theory, but it's all joined together badly it's like wow if uh oh, you need to like, you need to post a link to that in the uh description seth yeah. for the episode so that people uh, can all right I'll, i'm gonna be assembling quite a few links for this episode i have a feeling <laughs> what's the wh how, where'd you find this one uh just uh, i'll post the link for you but uh sure. this is a well-known image that i found that's you can find on Google if you search. Well, I know, but it. what is it called? Uh, the uh, I have it called White Rabbit JPG. White Rabbit. Yeah. So we'll post a link to that. <laughs> so, in the case of QAnon, though, it actually has real-world implications because there are people in the case of like uh, PizzaGate, where they go into the pizza restaurant thinking that the basement is where these these child trafficking and child uh, pedophilia rings are based, and they go in there and, and start shooting the place up. Um, thinking and there's that there's no basement, right? There's no basement, and they just kill innocent people who are there having having pizza. Um, so a lot of these, this type of thing, especially in our charged political environment right now, is extremely dangerous. And um, you know, you hear people um, or you see references online when you're when you're doing research on this stuff, <clears throat> where people are saying if you know Joe Biden wins the election that means that they need to go to war because um, they believe that that's the only way to, to uh, purge America of this evil, vile, satanic child sex and cannibalist cannibal um, ring. So um, yeah, it's, bring, it's bring it on. We'll just literally at this point, it's just basically a natural selection. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's pruning the bush of the, of, of, of humanity. Hey, uh, 20 years ago, I, uh, I won't remember the book, but it was, it was a little like, it was like a little notebook thingy by Umberto Eco. I checked out at the library. Yeah. And like I said, it was a tiny thing. It was in half Italian and half English. And I, I and, and so I never could figure out if it was factual at all. I doubt it was, 
but it had a cute little story. And the story was um, that there was this, it was somebody like an accountant who spent summers in Italy and winters in France or the other way around probably. And for fun, it was be like in the 1700s or something, 1600s or so. He would send himself uh, letters with predictions in them, you know, either in Italian or in French. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think he ever opened them or any, but he kept he 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 kept them all. It was just his own little game. It's just so, so that they were they were postmarked, so he could have a confirmed date of when he made the prediction. That kind of thing. But he yeah. was actually making, or it was kind of predictions, and it was orders. Like this is what we're going to do next. Mm. Write it to himself, and then he would write back six months in another language, and then write back and say. And so when he died, and they found these. All, uh, all together in a basket or something, uh, according to, I'm sure it's a made-up story, but according to Berto Echo, then it became like this thing about the Knights Templar and the Illuminati, because he, he wrote to himself as if he was these people, right? Right. And I, well, so I always, whenever I hear about conspiracy theories, I always think about there's this sole guy who's writing letters to himself. <laughs> And somebody <laughs> discovers these letters and, you know, if, if uh, decides that it really is a world order of uh, smart people trying to take over when really it's just a guy that spent his summers in France. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure I would really call this a smart guy trying to take over. <clears throat> yeah, and this was, <laughs> that, that was like pre-YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, like, take it from us, anyone can make a video and put it online. Yeah, look at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We are We're doing it right this. now. <clears throat> not, not, to, not to disparage Bill's studio, but we haven't been able to use that in six months. Yeah. Mostly because of science-denying idiots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and unlike other perhaps polished productions more polished productions i should say i guess um we encourage our listeners to go out and fact check what we're saying uh look Mm -hmm. for the actual supportive or discounted evidence uh feel free to post on our uh, youtube channel if you find something where we've said something that's incorrect um you know we're we're open to changing our minds and we're open to new facts and new information but again it does need to be based in accurate information we're not just gonna run with somebody's uh bullshit theory right yeah i need to hold a media literacy course because uh some guys YouTube video where he says, nah, mm-hmm. there are lizard people who are controlling the government and they want your Cheetos. That's yeah, so, not proof. So what uh, Linda has up there now is the, the, the slogan, I guess, that QAnon users are using with each other now. Where we go one, we go all. So I mean, that's just ugly and bad design, though. Right, right. <laughs> but this speaks, I think, to the cult-like phenomenon yeah, yeah. of QAnon where, you know, if somebody comes up with something, 
and and they say you know this is this is the new uh, it's like that flow chart that seth put uh, a new piece of the the puzzle um if one person believes it they all believe it they nobody fact checks it or questions it they don't know how right you just take it and you run with it and that's extremely dangerous um so uh yeah it's uh, very concerning i think i mean some this conspiracy particular conspiracy theory it really is kind of cult-like yeah and that it and it's kind of weird in that normally your cult will uh, form around a single person who is in charge of the cult mm-hmm. and is the one uh, disseminating the holy gospel to uh, the cult members. But in this but, case, but this this isn't this isn't a cult. This is a meta cult. This is all cults all at once. I'm because I'm looking through this white rabbit JPEG you just sent me. And it's like they're all here. Everything's here. All the all the cults are here. All the conspiracy theories. Every single one. They're trying to link them all up. And it's like, it's well, amazing. And I, so mean, is, is I don't stupid, think that's but, an official image. But uh, I, I do think that they are, like, trying to unify some of these things. But with, like, some, this structure, they're all it's here. very cult-like. But it, the person mm-hmm. disseminating the information are anonymous individuals on the internet who could be anyone, but the mm-hmm. figurehead is still Trump. Right. Well, well, yeah. But think about it. Like, like is Christianity mono uh, monolithic is there's a large spectrum of Christians and they can't all wield, you know, the power of a community because they all have a lot of different beliefs. But what if there was an overarching Christianity that could draw all Christians together? And that's kind of what we have here. We have all of the fringe people that's like, and there's a lot of them, but they believe a lot of different things. But I'm looking at this right now. It's all here. So do you think they're doing that intentionally, making oh, the yeah. umbrella this, big this, enough? This to bring is a in... way to bring all of the crazies together and turn mm-hmm. them into a force that can be reckoned with. This is weird. Yep. This is and insane. that sounds exactly like the kind of thing that people on 4chan would like to do. Mm-hmm. As they say, for the lulls someone right. spent a lot of time making this chart uh, uh, i don't know how they could do it i don't know why they would do it um but damn it's all i mean here. i haven't verified that chart at all i've seen it several times referencing q uh, it could be just something that somebody made for a joke so i will also say i'm open to being corrected on that Right. It's like you've got you've got the the reptilians, you've but, got MAGA, you've got uh, Stonehenge, uh, you've got. Are the flat earthers in there? I I have not found them yet, but I would be <laughs> very surprised if they were not here. Yeah, I, I mean, some things are just too dumb even for QAnon people to believe. <laughs> then that's saying something. <laughs> well, uh, the, all right. The reptilians are supposedly an alien species that are flying in this direction in a, an asteroid spaceship, coming to reclaim the Earth because they claim it was theirs. Let them have it. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> well, Let so, them have it. You're a little so bit. How do we know, there, John? Can you? Uh, yeah. How do we this? know that the reptilians are on their way? Is that better? Not much. All right. Um, we see their spaceships. That's how we know they're on their way. 
How, How do, do we I know that? My volume. <clears throat> How do we know the reptilians are on their way? Uh, How do I? How do I raise my volume? You sound good now. Okay, that's better. All right. Uh, how do we know? I mean, yeah. How do these believers know that the reptilians are on their way? Either they've been abducted by reptilians or they've channeled reptilians, which is a very popular way of getting information about UFOs is someone says that they have the ability to channel or receive. Uh, yeah. Is, the, is that like four right channeling there? or eight channeling the reptilians? No, <laughs> just, just uh, <laughs> one channeling. It's but, like, um, but it's like, yeah. Seriously. Bill, damn Come it! On. Damn well, it! I mean, like, have you ever seen uh, some religious person speak in tongues? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It's it's a lot like that. Is in fact, it's exactly like that when that most scary. people channel, and it's like it's to me, it seems like nonsense, but yeah, that is how they get this information. Hmm. I'm looking at these images that keep coming up, and I'm just shaking my head. getting more and more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> like someone spent time on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine? Time and they're like, "Yeah, I'm making something cool." Can yeah, you imagine Donald Trump with the power of Q from Star Trek. Oh, oh I don't, <laughs> don't do that, Bill. <laughs> don't ever do that. That'll keep you up nights. 2020 is dark enough. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know because you know the 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 Q as a collective, they were kind of Trumpy, I think. Well, yeah, they're. They, I mean, Q was a omnipotent. narcissist. Q was mm -hmm. an extreme narcissist. That's true. That's true. Man, the yeah, Philadelphia but... experiment was here. Really? In the flowchart? The... Does anyone ever heard of the Battle of Los Angeles? No. I've heard that of it. That was actually supposedly movie. fought in 1941, <clears throat> I think. I it's that. like, no, wait, 1947. Yeah, right after Pearl Harbor. Um, wait. All the, uh, no, the, 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 1947 the... wasn't right after Pearl Harbor, was it? Mm -hmm. no. December 7th, no. 1941. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. 42. 42. Uh, oh, the military presence on, in Los Angeles was all hyped up because of the recent bombings. And it's like something flew into LA airspace and they, they shot it for hours. They, so, uh, yeah, Pearl Harbor into, was December 7th, 1941. Oh, they kept shooting yeah. anti aircraft guns at something that kept flying around LA. And it's like they never did actually bring anything down. But it's like that's here too. The Battle of Los Angeles and the Philadelphia Experiment are, are on this list. And that's some weird stuff. Well, there's even a conspiracy theory around Pearl Harbor itself, right? Oh, that the U.S. Wow. government knew that it was happening. They let it happen in order well, to get us into To get World us War in the II. war. Mm -hmm. There's actually more evidence to that than you might be comfortable with. But, yeah. Mm. Let's just say mistakes were made. That sounds... Hold on. Like... You, but you know what this all sounds like to me? It all sounds like we have like a Dr. Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes in some office someplace. As Q? Yeah, as <laughs> Q all this. Yeah. Yeah, you right. might be right. So, John, that Battle of Los Angeles 1942 theory? Yeah. That sounds exact. Like, well, I don't know not, if when that theory started... But there's a movie called a, a comedy called 1941 with Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, that's that, basically the plot of that movie. That, or that, that was a, it was a mockument uh, thing about it. But it's like it's not. No, a it wasn't theory. a mockumentary. It was just a comedy movie. It was. But the Battle of L.A. 
It was probably nerves. Everyone was all hyped up on anti-Japanese fever at the time. I mean, they just shot at stuff. So it's like one person shot, and then everyone else started shooting. And they kept going for hours. But So yeah. was it something that they just thought they saw or something that yeah. showed up on radar? It's something that maybe somebody – I don't know if they had radar at the time. They had – well, true, had probably not there. I mean, they had like a rudimentary radar in um, Hawaii at the time. And they actually detected the inbound Japanese planes, but they thought it was something else, a uh, geese or something. Flock of birds. Yeah. I don't think they had that in L.A. at the time. And it's like they just kept shooting. They, it's, it was, it's panic. It's like um, they, 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 they were, they've been all ramped up. They've been heavily you know, trained. It was late at night. They were scared. And it's sure like, your somebody, adrenaline's your adrenaline's flowing it's no one that, might have actually seen anything he, yeah. someone might have just accidentally shot one of the guns and it's like then everyone else just shot with him well and in a situation like that where an attack has happened and you your your adrenaline's already upright and you've got that fight or flight um mm -hmm. sense that's that's kicked in um you're going to err on the side of firing versus being killed, right? So you're going to shoot at anything you see flying, thinking that maybe this is, uh, uh, you know, another Japanese attack. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I could certainly see, certainly, certainly see that happening. Um, you hear all kinds of stuff like that in the fog of war, where you know you have friendly fire incidents because people are so hyped up and and worried about what's happening that they shoot first and figure they'll sort it out later. So, uh, the very first time I ever met John, was, or like saw John, I don't know if I actually met you then, is when uh, you were giving one of your uh, conspiracy theory talks at uh, OzFest. Because mm. I was like, conspiracy theories? This sounds fun. Uh -huh. And John would do these presentations on them. I'm trying to time. Uh, they're fun. It's like, and I, I, it's, I'm actually trying to show people how ridiculous they are. And it's like, it's real easy. It really is. But it's like a lot of things people believe. Now, do you, when you've been given, sorry, go ahead, Charles. People were inventing the QAnon thing. People were taking your spin and, and using it, it sounds like. My spin? I don't know. So, John, <laughs> yeah. So, John, at, 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 um, these uh, conventions where you've been given these talks, have you ever had anybody argue with you over these conspiracy <laughs> theories? And that oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. How does that go for John? Those are that's a good day. Well, after every <laughs> after every UFO talk, I have at least one grizzled guy. I don't know why they have to be grizzled, but they are. <laughs> and they roll up to me and said, "I was in the military. I had the top clearance of all." And they always have to emphasize, "I had." clearance the top clearance i knew i i had access to everything and i can tell you that this is this 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 in fact by telling you this they might come and kill me it's like so you know okay every time <laughs> how many people have you told about this me oh, no yeah. no no like yeah I, I was wondering, how many people like, have they they told about right. this that they might exactly. get killed for exactly and it's like why are you telling me because i don't care I really don't. <laughs> you're not you're not like the savior here bringing me the information that's going to break this open. Do you ever, do you ever ask them if they have evidence to support uh, their yes, claims? Yes, I do. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. And they, they always say um, either no because they had to destroy it or uh-huh. it was um, <laughs> in a safe location. Yeah, there we go. So safe location. It, like here's, the, here's where the Dunning-Kruger effect comes in again is in that I at one point had top secret clearance or the secret uh, like clearance, whatever that was, because I had to get it to to uh, be in the Air Force ROTC. Yeah, it was like I, uh, they didn't tell me anything. <laughs> my, my, when I was younger, my father once because uh, same kind of thing, but he 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 had, he he guarded the vault of something. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Well, no, no, but this is well, it's funny because this is this is how well, well how how he he went. Because I, I, I used to ask him about his military service, and but he goes, "Yeah, I had to guard the vault." He goes, "You know, you know what's interesting is that there really wasn't very many things they put in there that were important." <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so he was guarding the supply closet. You yeah, know, he was guarding <laughs> the 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 file the file cabinet where they were black inking everything. Who are these fun people, Bill? Uh, I don't know. Linda, Linda posted this. <clears throat> Maybe these are people fighting the coronavirus or something, but conspiracy theories are spreading faster than the coronavirus. Well, and, <clears throat> you know, that's one of the things that um, my uh, investigation into this has uncovered um, is that these conspiracy theories are growing so fast right now because of the fact that people are quarantined, they're home, they're spending a lot more time on the internet. And the other part of this too is that um, social media sites are exacerbating this to a certain degree as well, Uh, especially in the case of Facebook, where people are on Facebook and maybe they're into um, alternative medicine, for example. Well, Facebook's algorithms say that, well, if you're into alternative medicine, you might also be interested in the anti-vaxxer community. And, excuse me, so they'll start showing you uh, information and about groups that are into anti-vax beliefs. And you get into that once you subscribe to that and you start following those groups, then the algorithms further say, okay, you're also probably interested in supporting President Trump. And when that happens, then you start to see links to these um, QAnon conspiracy theory groups. And from there, you just start going further and further down the rabbit hole. And um, in this time of COVID where people are spending so much time at home and they have a lot more time because they're not commuting to work and they're bored and they're spending a lot more time on the internet, it's a very short path from um, being a normal person with normal views about what's going on in the world to being somebody that's so totally delusional and engaged in this QAnon conspiracy theory stuff. And um, that's why it's, that's why it's so scary. And you see, uh, and it's not just any, uh, just not just QAnon, it's any conspiracy theory. Correct. Remember the, remember the 5G? Oh my God. If you look at this, this, this white rabbit chart, it's all conspiracy theories all at once. Well, right. Joan Benet Ramsey's on here. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, it is. It's right under the, the Pindar triangle that's like near the center. I think it's by, like, sh- 
by showing John this chart, I've just absorbed all of his Sunday. He's going to spend all day studying. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's it's just amazing to watch this because it's stupid. But Something it's like, tells me, John, that this chart is going to be a part of your next formal well, presentation at a con. It, it may well be, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like this. This is way brilliant. It's like taking the stupidest people in the world and giving them a reason to rally around. So there's a lot of people that really have absolutely no idea to tell how this is bad. Right. Well, like, and, uh, you know, another point, Linda uh, posts this picture here of uh, the anti-vaxxers, right? Another part of the uh, QAnon conspiracy theory is that this vaccine that is being prepared is actually going to contain uh, very small um, trackers so that the government can track people and figure out what they're doing. So there's a call to boycott the vaccine, which, as we know, is going to be uh, particularly horrifying to elderly people that are susceptible to this type of this type of disease and so you just have this stuff that snowballs into worse and worse outcomes and why does it appear that almost every one of these i mean with QAnon, there was a cross there's there's these religious connotations like the vaccine did we have to put 666 on the yeah that's just scientifically inaccurate right you wouldn't label it well there there's the there's that but i mean what is this why all the religious Uh, because it's a cult. Yeah. When you when the only thing you have is a hammer, all the problems of the world look like a nail. <laughs> it's like when religion's your outlook on life, everything looks like it's religiously derived. So mm-hmm. just to everyone who won't be getting the vaccine because there might be trackers in them, yeah, you already no. have a tracker. It's called you a cell phone. Thousand dollars for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. You take it with over. you everywhere. Right. You probably have multiple trackers. Mm-hmm. I just found I just found the Ashtar Command people. They're, I don't know what that is. They're a very strange uh, paramilitary UFO group. The then these those guys, words don't make sense together. They don't normally. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that those would go together, but they do. Uh, but they believe in like. There's some kind of command structure that's demanded of them by the Pleiadians, which the Pleiades star system is like very large, very young stars. So I, there's no way there could be like life on them. But it's like the Pleiadians have many different interpretations in the UFO community. But this particular interpretation is a command structure that the uh, that was sent to them by Lord Ashtar. So you didn't realize you didn't realize you were sending John the syllabus for the next college course, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I want to take the course though. Well, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to impress upon you is that everything is here. So the John Benet Ramsey conspiracy theorist, the Princess Diana conspiracy theorist, the Philadelphia experiment uh, conspiracy theorist. What about the Kennedy assassination? That's here too. It so is. Those, those people, all the people of all these conspiracy theories can now join under one umbrella and, and, and feel like they have a community rather than just being outsourced on the side. It's like, so this you know is what? Yeah. We should just call this this entire group that believes all of this stuff that that fosters this research into the, all these different conspiracy theories. We should unite them under a common name, something like maybe the Umbrella Academy or something. Well, no, when the he, Umbrella Academy is like good. Research. Don't sully its name. 
I'm a little name. I'm a little disappointed to find out that even in Canada, we have some. Oh yeah. Well, listen, listen. It's happening in uh, this QAnon stuff is happening okay, uh, around the world. Uh, Germany uh, is is uh, getting big into this kind of thing as well, um, and and other countries in in Europe. So uh, this is not a phenomenon now that's just specific to the United States, which is which is frightening. How did the Mayan calendar get like lumped in with the age of Aquarius? I'm not sure how that this works. This is but... the dawning. Exactly. Of it's like thing it, Linda. So, Elon Musk and North Korea are very tightly tied together uh, in terms of some, somehow Tesla is involved in in rockets. Yeah, flying saucers, John. Well, of course, Tesla's involved in rockets through uh, North Korean rockets. Oh, North Korean rockets? I don't know about that. Uh, but like, as humans, our brains form connections. They're always looking for connections. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, that, but like, there's actual the human brain now. is a pattern matching machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, we're it, always it, it is. It's it likes to make chaos. It truly does. But yeah, our brains don't like to think that things are unrelated, and so these big things that happen, it doesn't like to think that it just happens. Right. That's that, that's that whole pareidolia, right? Which is the imagined perception of a pattern yeah. where none really it's exists. Like, it's yeah, like where you see Jesus faces and human or, uh, faces and shapes and sure. animal shapes and yeah. clouds. Sure. And like, it, goes back, it goes back to primitive man where, you know, when you were um, uh, uh, primitive uh, a man walking through a, a prairie, right? And you hear a rustling in the bush. Well, a rustling in the bush could be a predator or it could be, just be the wind blowing. But if you imagined that that rustling in the grass was a predator and you reacted accordingly, you probably survived to a longer age than somebody that assumed it was just the wind blowing the grass and you just went along as if nothing was there and they ended up getting eaten. So, um, over time, natural selection has predisposed us to finding so. patterns where none exists in order to promote our longevity. Those people that, that believed in that ended up living longer than those people that just assumed it was an innocuous thing, and they ended up dying because they were wrong in, in a particular instance. So, Yeah, but how that translates today is that you'll see something like the explosion in Beirut and your Brit and we'll hear the explanation. Oh well, it was government corruption, and mm -hmm. it was a terrible accident. But there's something in your brain that goes, "No, that can't have been a. T it can't have been an accident. This had to have happened on purpose. And there's got to be a right. reason behind it. I got to find the reason behind yeah. it, even though well, the reason is it was it was government neglect." Right. And especially it's more likely for that to happen when your own president comes out before the facts are even known and says, yeah, it was terrorism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> especially if you're already primed to believe that he's the one fighting the demonic baby eating Cabal. conspiracy. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we've lost John in the flow chart of doom. <laughs> yeah, he, he is absorbed. Well, I'm just trying to see where this all goes. This person is, I feel bad 
Because I somebody think spent that person, much time putting that together? Well, no, it's like someone has actually created a great deal of information in a cognizant pattern that he thinks is real. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this person is not stupid. It's like, well, I feel like like maybe somehow he didn't get access to the education they needed for whatever reason. But it's like this, once this again, is well thought out. This is a lot of different. You have to read a lot of stuff, a lot of crap. Yes, but stuff. So there's some processing of information going on here that's really fascinating, but it's like... It could... Like, someone like you could have made that... We don't know who made that. Like, I haven't researched that. So it might not be someone... It might be someone who was, like, just creatively looking for a way to link all these things. And they wanted... In order to do all of this, you also have to bypass a lot of stuff that would blow some of this stuff out of the water. So... There's a lot of, of, of uh, confirmation bias here on specific mm-hmm. searches for certain things, and they got what they wanted. But it's like, I mean. How they, long do you think it would take you to refute that, John, by finding out those or by pointing out those conflicting? Um, it's not really, it wouldn't be hard at all, really. It, it, you, pick, you punch holes in about four or five of these things, and everything else just falls apart. It's mm-hmm. a tapestry that's not really well put together, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the kind of thing that, you want to believe you because everyone wants to believe the world is more awesome. It's like, cause right. I think we all know at this point that the world's fairly mundane. You do your nine mm-hmm. to five, you go to work. We all mm-hmm. want to believe in uh, ghosts and magic, magic. Mm-hmm. We want to believe in aliens. We want to believe in all the stuff, but I, I'm we sorry, but believe. it's simply not there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. We want, we want, we want all that. And we want to believe that we're the good guys. Exactly. Right. And that we're, that we're important. That yeah. life isn't just a chemical right. chance. That, that yep. for some reason we're here, and this gives them all of that. And right. we're personally important because we've seen the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have, but they really haven't. I mean, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff here that's easy to to throw away. There's some stuff here that's impossible to prove. Like, like, all right. There's some MK Ultra stuff here. Hmm. It would be easy to toss out. The Philadelphia experiment is actually quite commonplace. It was, mm-hmm. it, the conspiracy theorists have that as a time travel thing. They wrapped the uh, ship in the, uh, the USS Philadelphia in a special way that it time traveled, but it also caused soldiers to melt. In, but they wrapped it in tin. Well, it was in, in actuality <laughs> they did that, but it was actually done to uh, demagnetize the ship so that mines wouldn't hit it. And it's like, the, again, there you go, conspiracy theories. But it's, and it's really easy to actually show that because the Philadelphia still exists after World War II to other people who are still using it to this day. Yeah, so, like wasn't the shit, like they said, uh, when it, whenever the supposed event went down with that ship, wasn't that ship in active service halfway across the world or something? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Hmm. But yeah, oh, oh, there's the Montauk project too, which is all right. That's supposedly another time travel thing that involved also some kind of space travel that we opened up a Stargate on Mars and we went there and just all kinds of really, really. You know what I'm surprised is that there's not a conspiracy theory a la Galaxy Quest, whereby (laughs) people would say the TV shows 
of like Star Trek, the original series. It's not just a TV show. It's actually real. Well, we I have that technology that. in space. It's real. That could not have been made up at the time. In the 1960s, there was not sufficient technology to show phaser weapons and, and people transporting and materializing. That's kind of too, right? I mean, that's the History Channel. Well, they do yeah. steal from these shows. It's like, actually, one, there are a lot of UFO people have a subspecies of uh, reptilian they call the Gorn. Yeah. So it's uh, like, you know what? Oh, go ahead. Here's 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 my here's a here's an example. You'll probably remember for those that are fans of of Stargate. Remember the one Stargate episode where there was a reporter that or a, a guy that had written a story about the Stargate that had become a TV series. Yeah. Wormhole Extreme. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that was a case where, you know, the whole thing was this was a TV show, but it actually existed. Um, and yeah, so, uh, the TV show was meant to, you know, lead people off the scent and say, well, no, all this story of the Stargate is just from the TV show. It doesn't really exist. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was the the episode is that uh, one, one of the people who they didn't count. And this was like the I think the 100 episode special mm. or something because they always did something fun on the big milestone episodes they did and so for this one they brought back a, a character who was an alien who had taken residence on earth and he had amnesia but he was drawing these episodes from his suppressed memories <laughs> and the wormhole extreme series was a very thin, very thinly veiled, uh, just like the adventures of the Stargate or the SG one team. Right. And then for the 200th episode, he comes back because he w they were getting a TV movie made, which at the time SG one was getting a TV movie made. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved SG one. I go, I, but UFO people like the show, which always amazed me because in Stargate SG-1, the U.S. military controls all access to extraterrestrial technology. And that's something that all UFO people claim to hate, yet they love the show. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't figure out the, how that See, I remember It fed into their, their already existent beliefs, right? That the military knows mm -hmm. about all this stuff and that they're controlling it. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, I rem I can clearly remember listening to one of those late night uh, AM talk shows, the conspiracy Art theory Bell. talk shows, Art Coast Bell to Coast, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Coast to Coast with Art Bell where or James Rory or Art Bell. Yeah, where they were talking about a conspiracy theory about ancient Egyptian aliens who mm -hmm. had stargate technology and i'm like this is just the stargate tv show but what if the stargate <laughs> tv show was a Did cover for this reality Seth's that they put a cover open? for in the show yeah so that got so excited it was so awesome to see <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's but exactly yeah that's exactly the, what i'm talking about is that kind of thing stargate where technology uh conspiracy theories existed before the show. In fact, actually, the show took it probably from UFOs. Probably, yes. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's the sort of thing. It's got layers. Yes. Right. It does. As and any good like, conspiracy theory would. Man, this is all here. It's all here. It's like... <laughs> but it's like you start digging. I haven't seen Apollo 20 yet. 
but that's oh. it. I'm in the area. So what is Apollo you. 20? Yeah. All right. The, the Apollo missions ended after Apollo 18. And they say that, that uh, more Saturn V rockets were built, which is true. But actually, those Saturn V rockets, at least one of them still around. But they say they launched more missions. A joint Soviet-American uh, uh, mission? co uh, covert missions to the moon. Because Which, that definitely fits the politics of the time. Yeah, I mean, any it's like today, it, it's 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 kind of like people today might believe that, but like, like, as someone who grew up in the Cold War, it's like fuck no, there's yeah. no way that would happen. But yeah, but let me actually. Well, and supposedly there's alien cities on the far side of the moon. Yeah, here I'll show you one. Hmm, I've always wanted to see one. Ooh, look at that. Oh, pretty. <laughs> you see it? I can Briefly. see your desktop now. Right. <laughs> lots and lots of icons there. Right. You're a busy guy. Can you see the city now? No. Yep. There, there now we go. it is. Now we see it. Smart. A little city. Can you make it bigger? That's can what she said. <laughs> so, but you and you know the guy who actually says it can't say that's what she said. You know that just yeah. looks like an a, a sci-fi set. Yeah, mm -hmm. looks They're like also, something out of early Doctor Who. This was claimed to have been found on the moon by Apollo twenty, and so was this. So, so if oh, a mummy. Yes, uh, it's supposed to be mummified by space. Okay. I don't think that that's like why. What? Exactly, it looks more like a cake. Looks like yeah. a cake. looks like somebody's pottery project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like they claim to have done an autopsy in the capsule. But as, if you've ever seen an oh a, my, well, you're not doing autopsies in no. the capsule. No, there but, wouldn't yeah. be much room in there for an autopsy. But, but yeah, yeah, that's doesn't no. That doesn't make any sense, especially with the technology of the time. Yeah. Right. Huh. Hmm. Uh -huh. And it's like lovely. The um, the creature is also basically human looking. Right. Uh, all the way up it and down. It looks like an it looks a little alien like though with the spread the wide eyes, the big eyes. Well, that's just anime good, character. It's it still has the anthropomorphic <laughs> two eyes, a nose, a mouth, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a head in roughly the same shape. If you mm -hmm. see the rest of the body, it's pretty much the same. Mm. So, like, this is extremely unimaginative. Is that in the upper right-hand corner? Is that like an astronaut's glove? Yes. Supposedly. Mm. I love it. Supposedly. Or, you know, a gardening glove that someone got from Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> One of the right. two. Rubber glove. Right, right. here. <coughs> Where did, oh, there we go. That's the Apollo 20 mission patch That's so what have they got there are they is that lazy. where they're towing an alien spacecraft or something yeah this is uh that's another thing that was supposedly discovered on the moon was a crashed alien spaceship hmm why is so it when i see that little, it? those ships all i can think of is dud, 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 oh, yeah, dud, yeah, yeah. Dud, space, space invaders. invaders that's because this was like the image for that for like the uh the capsule on the left <laughs> the moon looks like an alien yeah. space bit invader. Art. It's bit art. Yeah, yeah from it's, eight, it's eight bit. Yeah, it's total. 
dumb, dumb. Which is dumb, intentional dumb. to make it look more realistic for the time, right? No, that's not how patches were ever made. Like they were sewed, especially right. back then. That's not how any of this works. Just, I'm just, this is, see, it's the little things in the conspiracy theories that, that round them out. Yeah. And people will point that out. It's like, how, how could Apollo 20 not happen? Look, there's a mission patch. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying, this is, this is what the people do. It's like, but. Um, um, people have too much um, time on their hands. Well, look, we're approaching, uh, what, an hour and 20 minutes into the show here. Uh, we should probably start wrapping it up, I suppose. So I guess in summation, there's um, pretty much a smorgasbord of conspiracy theories out there that people could choose to believe in. And well, they're all right here on this chart. Yeah. They're all I'm here. Right Every chart, one of yes. them is right here. So they're I think the... I just it, made John's day. It's great. One yeah, chart to rule them all, man. One conspiracy <laughs> theory to rule them all. John's, what it is. John's Sunday's ruined. He's going to be spending all day. That, that's, I think that might be the episode title. It's all here. <laughs> it's all here. I like it's all that. here. It's all here. I definitely don't want to or, name this or episode. Or along the lines Q-Anon. of 2001, right? When the yeah, guys we'll, stay, we'll stay away from that. We're just going to say yeah. We don't want to get on that search engine. Yeah, I don't want to bring them here to, t- to tell us about how wrong... Right. And you combine conspiracy theory with... How does Women's March go into George Soros? What is the connection there? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I think we, uh, at this point, we'd encourage um, our listeners, anybody that's watching this show, to go out and do some research on conspiracy theories, not... um, you know, look for going down the rabbit hole, but but look for ways to identify conspiracy theories. This Scientific American website is a good place to start. Uh, the ten steps there of how to identify a conspiracy theory, and you know, um, look for um, contrary information, information that that would um, invalidate the conspiracy theory just right off the bat. Be um, skeptical. Yep. Ask yourself, how could this not work? Right. And, and look for skeptic groups maybe in your community. Um, I know there's some good ones here in Omaha. There's um, a group called Reason, Rationalists, Empiricists, and Skeptics of Nebraska that get together and meet periodically to discuss things. And, um, you know, any group that, that promotes a um, skeptical, um, inquisitive sort of approach to examining life and information and evidence uh, supposed evidence that you're given is a good thing so um i think that's it um thank you all for listening again check us out our website galacticdriftwood.space um you can also find us on the synergy nation network which is syn nation s-y-n nation.net um, and of course, we're out uh, audio only. Uh, we're on um, Google Home, Alexa, um, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Um, Pandora, everywhere. We're everywhere you want to find us. So you encourage can't you to check us. us out. Right. We are omnipresent. Much like a conspiracy theory, we're everywhere. We're going we're gonna to end up a dot on that map there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, we will. You know, have to listen, say if is... you don't listen to us, Charles is going to steal your lunch meat. 
If we're not back in two weeks, yeah, it's most definitely it's definitely because we have been taken out by we we got too close to the truth today. Right, right. <laughs> That's it. So anyway, I never ever felt so far away from the truth in my whole life that I have today. Like, just remember when you're watching videos online, any idiots can do that shit. That's right. <laughs> yep, and we're watching you. them now. We're living proof right here. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.